0: Today's podcast I'm so excited for is my friend Kelly Brown. So Kelly's daughter and Georgia are really good friends, which is how I met Kelly. She's such an impressive person. She has been a Hollywood executive. She's been um, obviously a mom and... um She's a writer. So she wrote this book called 101 Ways to Say Thank You and uh, a a children's version of the same book. And I wanted to talk to her about it because gratitude is so important. And I have a daughter who every time she's presented with a stack of names and thank you cards after a birthday party, she's lost. She doesn't know what to say and Kelly's books are like references if you if you got married and you're running out of ideas of how to say thank you in a thank you card she's got 101 ways of saying thank you so you can open to the wedding section and just copy out of her book and uh, fill in the blanks you know grandma or whomever and i just thought it was brilliant and being that it's christmas it's the holidays it's hanukkah um I thought this was a great gift idea. Uh, I know it's kind of getting close to Christmas, but I think I ordered mine and came the very next day on Amazon. So, so I'm going to put a link to her books on my website under links to great things. So you can go to wifeotp.com, hit the links to great things tab and 101 ways to say thank you. And 101 ways to say thank you for kids will be there. And that link will take you straight to Amazon. So you can order. Um, Freewater shoes are almost sold out. We only have about 60 pairs left, Uh, only in large and extra large. So make sure you get those for the one you love or for yourself for a toasty treat for Christmas. FreeWaters.com for that. And there's a link on my website for that also. And um, I hope everyone's having a great holiday. I think it's Hanukkah now. By the time this airs, you'll be in the middle of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to anyone listening who's celebrating that holiday. Thank you for coming back every week. Thank you for giving me the gift of this podcast because even though Halston and I and whoever my guest is uh, do the the work, you guys come back every week. So thank you very much for that. Um, I wonder if there's a way in the book I could have said that better. I'll have to look it up. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast with the beautiful And inspiring Kelly Brown. I enjoyed it very much. I hope you do too.
1: I rode my bicycle past Joe. I'm okay. It's just that, like, you know, I'm used to doing these things on, you know, without picture. And so I'm like, oh, I look like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, my God.
0: You couldn't look like the Crypt Keeper if you tried.
1: Oh, my God. I saw myself by accident in the window at Target getting into my car and I surprised myself. <laughs> so you and look great. It's nice to see your face. I haven't was- seen you in a while. I know. Right. We're all in lockdown lady. I hate it. I know. Me too. It's tough on the kids. I think
0: it's really tough on them. We, um, we, so this is our, this is my new podcast studio. You're my first guest in my new studio. Uh, well, uh, I don't have my furniture yet, but I do have this uh, fabulous wallpaper.
1: <laughs> I, like it.
0: I like it a lot. It's happy. It's, it's, very me, like bold, a little bit girly, but I do have this Mayan fella here in the corner. He's not going to stay there forever, but I like but it. it gives me like a little it. bit of a,
1: of you know, um, the wallpaper kind of goes, it's just the new house.
0: This is the new house. Yeah. This is the small house at the new house. Yeah.
1: Right. It goes with the vibe of the whole house. I think that energy, you know what I mean? It looks yeah. good. I like it. It's almost <laughs> like Wizard of Oz, the field of poppies.
0: <laughs> it, they are right? poppies. I love them. I thought they were so cool. I don't have my couch yeah. yet. I ordered my couch, but it's not here yet. It doesn't matter. I can't sit there and talk to anybody yet anyway. So
1: <laughs> like It's too far back. It's too but far back. But it looks really good. It looks happy. Thank And you. then it's distinctive to you. I like it.
0: It is me. Very me. It, it's And it's a little bit Southern,
1: a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway. It's nice. I like it. It's, it's strong. It is like strong. It. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm going to do a Navy blue velvet couch. Oh, nice. I and
1: love navy. navy.
0: I love Navy too. Navy's one of yeah. my favorites. I love it. See,
1: love wearing navy. Navy today. Yeah, it looks good. I wore black because it just, you know, makes everything else disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see, no one can see my, my fatness. Does this look bad? I hung these up a couple weeks ago. No, okay. amazing. I don't want it to look too, like, anyway, I don't know. Oh, you're it thinking about on the floor.
0: Don't think about it too much. Okay. You look awesome. Oh you my God.
1: Thank awesome. you. That's perfect. Thank you. I'm lucky oh. I'm alive, you know, that's how I feel right now. So.
0: you say, say that again?
1: So I feel lucky that I'm alive. You know what I mean? Like it's been such a hard haul.
0: I agree. So, We're all pretty lucky. We've, we feel lucky Bert's been able to work this whole time. Yeah. Um, we feel lucky that we have this second house that the girls are now driving to every day to go to school, school. Oh, good. Yeah. So then they feel like some separation of church and state. Right. <laughs> That's been a uh, godsend for them. We're, we're just so lucky. We're also lucky to be healthy. Um,
1: yeah. It makes a difference to separate them out of their room to do the work. Yes. Yeah. It's really too much. It's too it's much. Too much. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: And I don't know, do you think we'll go back to school this year?
1: I kind of do. I kind of feel like, um, I want to say by like Easter, maybe after Easter break, but the way the numbers are climbing right now, like it's so catastrophic and, you know, motion picture today, they announced they have seven new cases and, it's It's just going like wildfire through that nursing home. It's just crazy, so it's just it's just gonna get worse. I think it's that time of year where everybody has the cold and flus anyway, yeah, so hopefully, I don't know, like I think if we all just are really diligent about our own personal hygiene and our own personal care, then we can make a difference., I, don't know. I
0: think yeah, it's not hard, it's not complicated, right. Wash your hands, wear a mask, super yeah. Gay. So, yeah. Well, hopefully, how was your book signing?
1: Oh, okay. Are we going?
0: We've been going, ladies. Oh, you- I didn't know that. I
1: was just like <laughs> chit chatting. Okay, book signing was great. Um, I was. I feel very, very blessed to be able to walk into a store and sign some books. And um, can I show you? This is. I want to. Yes. I wrote, I wrote this book several years ago. It became a bestseller for Barnes and Noble and then the other part of the book was the version for kids. Oh, that I did. Yeah, I did with a different publisher, Cedar Fort, and this is this is at Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, it's everywhere. But what's so great about this book is that I realized that there was a need for kids to realize that even though it seems like we're different in so many different ways, we are actually the same. We have similar cultural values like um, coming of age events, quinceañeras, confirmation, bat mitzvahs. And I tried to use this book as a platform to show how we can love and accept each other. Mm -hmm. So I have in here like uh, thank you notes that kids can App, like just sit down and copy right out of the book for birthdays, um, Hanukkah, Christmas, conf- you know. As I said, confirmation, to, uh, thank you note know, to your coach, things that are empowering. It's not like like the kind of book that you would read cover to cover, right? But it's it's it was a way to kind of show our kids and teens how we can um, celebrate our blessings and be grateful for what we have in this world when. We can just go to Amazon and click on, you know, uh, chicken and it's (laughs) delivered to your front door. You know what I I mean? We have that instant gratification kind of world. And if you have grown up with nothing, then, you know, you, you may not, you may appreciate your blessings more than someone who's grown up, you know, having more things in their life. Right. We had my dad was in the entertainment industry. And so there were times where we had lots of, you know, we had lots of things and then there were times where he didn't work and, you know, the director's guild was on um, strike or whatever. So I quickly realized, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I have a roof over my head, that I have food on my table. And as we go through this time of COVID, like I think, you know, you appreciate the things that money can't buy. Yes, you, know, you appreciate, right? You, you appreciate your health. Mm-hmm. You appreciate the fact that even though your your children are at home and driving you crazy with school, <laughs> they're here with you and mm-hmm. you know where they are and you know they're okay. And um, so there's something beautiful about that as well. Yes. Yeah, sure. You have to look for the good things.
0: Yes. Glass so I, always. Glass full. Right. Yeah. And, well, what I think is great about your book, I have ordered your book. It was supposed to be here yesterday and okay. I got a notification saying it will be delivered today. And so I just I literally left my house at the 11th minute to see if I would get it before the podcast. And it didn't come because Aww. I like to
1: have I'll give it to you.
0: No, it's coming. It'll be I guarantee you as soon as I get home, it'll be on my front porch. But I wanted to at least flip through it. But I didn't get to do that. But here's something with my youngest daughter, which everybody listening knows is dyslexic. And when birthday parties come around, her least favorite part is the thank you notes. And she always says, I just don't know what to say. So if you have a book with lots and lots of things to say that she can open up and copy, eventually those words become natural for her where she will be able to write those thank you notes on her own when she's an adult. I think that's brilliant.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's, so I had, I had this idea, especially for, for kids. And that was to like get a box, right. For your children and put any kind of thank you notes in it that you want. Like I got these on, on Amazon. They weren't that expensive. Crane always has beautiful, Notes. I don't know if you guys know Crane. Ellen Weldon in New York has a ton. And in here, you just put like return address. There's this little cool thing called a Letter Mate, where you can they can oh, look at that. Name this little thing. That that's really fun. And so basically, you just open up the book and go to the gift, and you can copy it exactly. You know, dear Grandma. I love my Christmas present. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I'll use it all the time. Um, happy holiday. Love, Isla. You right. know, really something that's, and it makes it kind of, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. It, like, this is this is kind of easy. And so I really just made it like fill in the blanks so that it's it's a lot easier to, than, than sitting down and saying, oh, my God, what am I going to say? And it doesn't have to be a letter. It's just a couple of lines and, you know, for, for kids, even if they drew a picture, but what it does is when somebody gives you a gift, it's like, um, that moment, it's like a magical moment where you open it up and you're like, Oh my God. Like, like it touches you. Yeah. Yeah. So I always have referred to it as the magic of gratitude. And when you, send somebody a handwritten note rather than an email or a text message, it creates a different kind of reaction. It's like you, you're giving it back to them. You touched my heart and I just want to thank you. Yes. Um,
0: so something really special about opening your mailbox and having a thank you card. It's completely different than an email or a text. I agree. Um, I like writing thank you cards when I get a gift because I want someone to know how much I appreciated it. Now, where I grew up, I was always taught if you receive a gift in person and you say thank you in person, there's no need to send a thank you card that was the etiquette I was taught. So if, if my grandmother mailed something to me, I would mail her a thank you card. But if she came to my birthday party and I was able to say, thank you for my gift, then I didn't send a card. What do you think about that etiquette?
1: So I think that, that you always send a note. I think that it really depends upon the person and the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know, you're so close to your, your grandma, she's had such an effect on your life. And you know, I think that you might choose to send her a note because you adore her. You, you, you're just giving it like that extra bit of icing to say, gosh, you know, I really did me, you know, if I didn't thank you enough in the moment, I want you to know that you, you touched me in such a way that's life changing for me. And also these people aren't going to be with us forever. No, So it is important to, to um, take those moments Um, If you're having a birthday party and you're opening up everything in front of all your friends, you know, what I've done is I've taken like a group shot of all the kids and printed that out. And there's some services online where you can send the photo. And I would, I would just write something like, um, you know, uh, thank you so much for the lovely gift. Having you at our party was, was such a gift in itself, you know, love Ava. Mm -hmm. And that just made it like, you know, even more special. So it really depends. Yeah, trust your gut. That's what I would say. Trust your gut. Trust your gut, and you feel like if it's your boss's wife, gives you something, I'd always send a note. You know what I mean? Yes, Six yes. It's different.
0: I think some people don't know when to send a note. I think that's good to to say. You know, if if your boss, if your boss's wife sends you something, always send a note. Yes, I agree. How's I was. A thousand percent. I always like to, I like the the thank you notes that are indescript and um, and cheap and easy, uh, like your box from Amazon. But I always keep in my drawer a, a thank you note that means something to me. Like butterflies mean something to me. That's a very meaningful symbol for me. So I always have thank you cards that have a butterfly on them. And so when I when the thank you means a lot to me, I use that card. Um, And I have other things too. Like I have one thank you card that has just a beautiful landscape on it because I want to share that beautiful landscape with whomever I'm saying thank you to. So, and that to me makes writing the thank you card even more special and kind of more fun for me. So for my birthday this year, a friend of mine made me, handmade me a piece of jewelry that was so beautiful that I was like, I can't just send her my Amazon. (laughs) I have to send her one of the really special ones. Right. Because that's really special. Um, I don't know for anybody listening who wants some inspiration about thank you cards, maybe they could do that too.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think that also the thank you note you choose represents you as you're saying, Mm -hmm. and um, it's your way of making a personal impact. Mm -hmm. And even like your choice of pen, like you're only supposed to use blue or black ink. Yes right? And I love these because they have, they're disposable fountain pen. Can you see that? Oh, nice. I love these pens. Are they, let me see what they're by. They're Pilot Varsity disposable pens. I love them. So like, you know, if you're sending um, wedding thank you notes too, like there's formal thank you notes that they're only white or a crew, but at the end of the day, expressing your thank you is, the most important, no matter how you do it. Yeah. And, you know, but I, w- I hope that our children rise above a text. You know what I'm saying? I hope that it's, you know, I hope that it's a little bit more than that so that they appreciate. So you want that person to continue to give you blessings, right? Give you wherever yeah. you are on the holidays, yeah. your birthday and things like that. Yeah. When,
0: when you send that gratitude to the person, you're really sending it into the universe. So what does the universe send yes. back to you? Gifts, right? That's kind of how that cycle works. So if you don't yes. say thank you and for the other person's sake, then, you know, it slows down your receiving or the universe giving to you. That's what I believe anyway. Maybe not everybody believes that, but I do. Yeah. Um, Gratitude is so important. We spend a lot of time in our family talking about gratitude. Every single night at dinner, we say, what was your favorite part of your day? What was your least favorite part of your day? And what are you grateful for?
1: That's every, so important.
0: Every day. Because yeah. it is. Even, even if they're grateful for their grilled cheese sandwich, I don't yeah. care what it is. They just have to mark it. And thank you cards. I have I have this book I call my Bible. It is not the King James Version Bible. It is my book of things that mean something to me, quotes, lyrics from songs, poems, something someone said to me that really hit my soul. And I put cards and anything that means something to me in my Bible. And I have so many thank you cards,
1: so many
0: thank you cards in there, Um, because they do mean more than just thank you. (laughs) Right.
1: And it does give you joy when you go back and you and you read um, the things that people said about you and thanked you for. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when you're, you're having a low day, I would say. You know, and especially right now, like I think your your point of having the children do it around the table with with your husband is such a magical thing because it also creates it strengthens the family bond. I think too, and how lucky we are to be together during this time. And, um, it also, go ahead. No, you go ahead. It also what? well, I just think that, you know, especially now when, when they're feeling so alienated from their, their routine of school and, and, and it just makes them more mindful Mm -hmm. of Hey, you know, yes, you had a very, a very hard day, but you know, let's, let's bring it back into what's in this present moment, what's happening now. And you know, it's like, it's going to save them years of therapy. It's the bottom line.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Maybe it'll make the therapy go smoother. You know, the whole reason I started that was a total covert ops, a total covert ops. I wanted to know their least favorite part of their day. That's what I wanted because I thought I have to have an avenue to find out what's really going on with them. Cause you know, some kids just don't come in and go Susie kicked me in the shin today. You know, they just don't do that. So I started this when they were probably kindergarten, second grade. And I went, I want to know what's happening at school. And then I put the gratitude piece in because I wanted them to be aware of the gifts they have, they are so privileged. Even, you know, we lived in a tiny 1,800 square foot house in a very safe, very happy neighborhood with excellent public school. That's where they've spent all their childhood. That in and of itself is something to be really grateful for. So those two reasons, I wanted to know what bad was happening because I was afraid they wouldn't tell me. Mm -hmm. And I've learned so much about hurt feelings
1: or or, uh,
0: teachers or, you know, fear of softball or whatever from that one moment at dinner, favorite part, least favorite part. And what are you grateful for? And the grateful for gives me a glimpse into what is going on in their life also. Right. Because sometimes I'll say I'm grateful for my friend Ava because we laughed so hard today on the phone. It made me feel great. And I go, okay. Uh there's her friend, Ava. That's a good friend. That makes me feel good. (laughs) It's my sleuthing super spy skills. (laughs) So I'd like to say it was this all about gratitude, but it really started out from being a sleuth. (laughs) I was trying to figure out what was going on with my kids.
1: But you're you're trying to also, you know, be mindful of your children's lives and what's going on with them. And I think that, you know, I think, as as mothers, we have evolved from what where our mothers were and things that weren't talked about and, sure. you know, things that were dismissed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, especially this past year, I think we have evolved more. And I think there's kind of been like a revolution of of women having a voice of this isn't okay, this isn't all right, you know, with our schools and Black Lives Matter and, you know... There's there's been um, in our world, you know, women have stood up and said, hey, you know, I I want to do this. I don't like that. And having that dialogue at the table is life changing. Yeah, it is. So it really, really is. So um, thank you, Leanne, (laughs) for being a model for for me, because I was going to make Ava do this tonight when she went to bed. You know, make her write down, like I was gonna say, write down in the journal three things that you're grateful for. And, and you're right, I need to just do it at the table. It's a good idea.
0: Well, what, what's really cool about it is Bert and I say, what was our favorite part of the day? And sometimes it's, you know, something really silly. And sometimes it's something they need to know that happened. That's weird to just go, just so you know, dad sold a book today. You know, so when they were little, that didn't, it didn't. Right. That didn't mean anything. But when we explained that everyone is focused, they all pay attention. They start asking questions. It's very different than just having a conversation in your living room about something. For some reason, it just created this space where we were all kind of seen and heard and appreciated and understood. It's been really cool. We've been doing this literally, I think, since George was in second grade every single Uh night um it's one of the things that we've
1: seemed to be able to stick to.
0: <laughs> it's just right. Right.
1: And also you're looking at each other, which is yeah. different than looking at the phone or mm-hmm. having dinner and watching television and, or having a, being on the phone and talking to them, having that, that eye to eye, soul to soul um, connection um, will make them demand it when, when they get into relationships with you know what I mean, in their, in their later lives. And it's also respect.
0: Yeah, it is respect. And I would, you know, I would hope that would be part of the effect of this. It definitely wasn't my intention or conscious intention when I started it. But, you know, we do something else that I think is really powerful that the girls make fun of us for and they poo-poo and they complain and then everyone starts to ask for it. We, uh, we call them spiritual moments. Where when you're having a moment, when someone in the group and the four of us is having a moment, like we were in Bali, um, this is an extreme example, but we were in Bali and we were at the bathing pools where people cleanse themselves spiritually and we just stop and hold hands and take in the moment. Oh, yes. and we will say a little prayer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we just move on with our day. And our girls are like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. And they love it. They'll talk right. about it later. Right. But uh, that's something that Bert and I started probably about five years ago. That's been another thing that we just, you know, sometimes you need to stop. Yes. And the moment. I agree. And not just let it go on by. You know, how lucky are we that five years ago we were living in an apartment and today we're in Bali. We could never have been here five years ago. mark
1: this moment, you know? Right. But you also made it happen. You work so hard and, you know, good things come when you put that energy toward it, you know, and you, you keep, you keep going, You, you don't, you're not really one that sits around and says, Oh God, I didn't get it. And, you know, you just keep going. You just keep going and going and going. It's it's really <laughs> inspiring. It is. It's inspiring. You do so much. So even though oh, it's both well, Leanne you. is well, there running this, change, doing a house, changing the show, <laughs> running the Empire. Uh, I,
0: think, I think you are the pot call in the kettle black. I think oh, you, no. I think we are one in the same. You do a lot too.
1: Oh well, thank you. But oh. yeah. uh, you know. It's, that's also being such a good role model um, for your girls in, in that you, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I think And, have, and having that mindfulness, I do it in a different way. I, I will stand there like, you know, at the beach and say, breathe, breathe. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Look at it. Look, get off your phone. Look at this moment. Get off the phone. I'm going to take the phone away. I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> And then then I've, anyway, I've had to shut off their service because they weren't listening. They didn't think I was going to make it happen, but but it's true. Like in the old days, we'd be driving, what, to the Grand Canyon and your parents would say, look out the window, look out the window. There it goes. Yeah. It's true. Like, um, it's really important to have those moments with the family and, and they'll go back and they'll say, do you remember mom and dad stood here? You know, they, it's marked. It is.
0: That was the point. Let's mark the moment, right? Let's feel the weight of what's happening and the gratitude of that moment because not many people get to have moments like these. And we even do it when we hike, you know, Fryman Canyon. It's not, it doesn't have to be Fryman Canyon for those who don't live in LA is like 10 minutes from my house and is a very simple hike and is, you know, it's like, you know, going down the street and taking a hike. It's not like Bali or anything crazy. It doesn't have to be crazy. We, right. I think we've we even done it, um, like, at a movie theater one time, Bert did it because we were like, oh, when Star Wars came out. Love Star we Wars. We all went to Star Wars together. We, we marked the moment because for me and Bert, you know, for our generation, Star Wars was, I mean, there was yeah. nothing like it before that. Yeah. And so when the, when they restarted the star Wars here recently, uh, what was that number? One, two, three, four, five, six, number seven came out recently. Yes. Several years ago. We marked the moment in a movie theater. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm totally down with may the force be with you. I say it all the time.
0: And also with Um, you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Exactly. And, you know, just talking about star Wars, you know, George Lucas had so many spiritual things in his films that were life-changing, like, you know, what you put your focus on in your life is is what your life becomes. So if you're negative and unhappy and ungrateful, you know, that's the kind of life you're going to have. Yeah. And, you know, no matter what religion you are, you know, having, believing in the force, believing in things that are good, believing in God or Buddha or whatever, it's, it's the line of light. It's the line of positive energy. And yeah, that's something because do you know that that's how I end both my books is made no. the with you. No way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I swear to God, hang on. It's in the other book, but you can look it up when you go home. Yeah. He, he was life changing for me. I'll have to, i have to look it up. And show you. Yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. yeah. a pretty big
0: deal for me too. Yeah. i, I um, pretty big deal. Um, Isla's 13th birthday, we had a 36-hour Star Wars marathon birthday party. Uh-uh. We started at 7 a.m. We took our couches that are against the wall like this with the TV here, and we put stadium seating with our couches. And I had this huge Star Wars cake made, and all of our food was Star Wars themed. Um, and we watched episode one through, what is it, nine in our living room in 36 hours, it was insane. We had so much fun because even the bad Star Wars movies was right. so fun in that context. Oh, yes, start at the beginning and we're going to the end, and that's the birthday party. Uh, people spent the night, got up the next morning, started again at 7 a.m. It was <laughs>
1: we so were, fun! We were I all like, if "I was what? invited, I would have come." It was really a party for you, is really what it was about. Right,
0: <laughs> really, really, maybe.
1: <laughs> One time, is Han Solo was always like you know my biggest crush, and I was working on something at Sony, and I was walking from my off from the office to to the stage. and all of a sudden I see Han Solo. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, he's covered in blood because he was doing like the-, the movie about the president and the airplane, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, oh my god. Like, oh my god, it's Han Solo. And so I start walking. You know, you start walking so fast that so you walk faster than them. He's turning around. And, uh, he's ripped. His clothes are ripped. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Han Solo. Oh my god, I get to the stage. And I'm like, oh my god, it's just so Han Solo. It was crazy. But so, yeah. I'll show you a secret, ready? Use my pencil cup. Oh <laughs> my god. Why don't we live together? Like,
0: what? I don't understand, Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I oh, work out God. in this room when I drop squad. When I work out, I work out in this room. And I keep this cup so that I can see Han Solo while I'm working out. That's hilarious. I do. And I go, I can do this. The force is with me. I'm such a dork. But that is what I do. I watch Han, Han Solo when I'm doing squats. And I think I'm going to die. I'm like, no, 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 Hans. We've got the force. I know he That's didn't
1: hilarious. He
0: have the force, but I think he did.
1: Oh my gosh. I had no idea. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. Well, when the next Star Wars thing comes out, we have to, you know, do a FaceTime or whatever and watch it. It's I amazing. I just love it. Love it. Love it.
0: I do too. So well, back to your book. Yeah. How long did it take you to write this book?
1: So this book, actually both books. So my background is like entertainment. Um, Development, right? So I worked on a lot of TV shows and movies, and I decided I wanted to be a writer when I um, got married. You know, like full time. This is what what I want to go go toward. And so I wrote a lot of thank you notes for the wedding, and people started calling my husband and saying, "Oh my God, Kelly's notes were amazing." And and I thought, well, you know, maybe I should put this together as a book. And so. I did, and I went out, and I um, do. You want to hear this whole story? I do. Yes. I think, okay. Course. And so I started looking for an agent, and all of that, and and um, lo and behold, I it went to some big publisher, and the publisher said, "Well, you know, we don't know who she is. She's you know a new author, but if she has someone like Crane and Company's, you know, behind her, we, we would be interested." so contacted crane crane gave me an offer to buy it and um barnes and nobles sterling publishing actually also made an offer and so they're the ones that bought it and you know i would have paid them to (laughs) publish it i just felt like this was so important to help people and change their lives and i'm really proud of the work that i did on it and It's broken up into all different categories of your life. And um, basically you just have to open it up and, you know, copy, copy what's inside. It's not a book. Again, it's not a book you read cover to cover. Right. And then um, like a reference book, sort of. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So if you're in business, there's a business section, there's a wedding section, babies, funerals. There's tons of quotes when you, when you don't know what to say and then the kids book was the second half but barnes and noble just wanted to do the the adult version right but so this went to a different publisher and again like i felt like i'll i'll, I'll self publish it if, if you don't want to, right. you know so I was really really um grateful so all three books i'm mean, all well this the first book was reissued in 2015 so mm-hmm. the first book came out in 2008 and they, it did so well. We updated it for digital. Oh, okay. World. And then um, these two books came out simultaneously. Yeah. So, but Dorothea Johnson, who founded the Protocol School of Washington, she's lived with Tyler's grandmother. She endorses the book with the Protocol School, Crane, and the Etiquette Leadership Institute. Wow! So yeah, I'm super excited. So, but as they say, you know, in Hollywood, you're only as good as your next movie. So, <laughs> like now, I've kind of like, oh my goodness! So the next, I was telling you, the next thing that I've written is on forgiveness, and mm-hmm. it's tentatively titled "101 Ways to Say You're Sorry." And I okay, forgive, you
0: know. I don't so, remember if you told me that. Yeah, but I I wrote notes and I said. Uh, are you doing a sequel called 101 Ways to Apologize? Oh,
1: that's funny. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, so with COVID, it's been very difficult to to sell anything right now because all the publishers are kind of on hold. So I'm hoping in the beginning of the year that um, it gets picked up. But I think if you have not gone through uh, difficult life circumstances that, um, you know, being able to say you're sorry and have that, that spirit of forgiveness and moving on with your life um, is difficult unless you've really gone through moments where people have been unkind or you've experienced a death or you've been attacked. You know what I mean? There's some really horrible things that can happen in your life and you can either choose to hold on to it Mm -hmm. or you can choose to say, okay, this happened to me. It was horrifying, but I'm not going to allow it to determine how I feel every day. Right. And I'm not, you know, it's like when, when you experience trauma, it's, you know, as a scent, uh, a picture, uh, a color can trigger an anxiety attack. Absolutely. So, you know, and going back to what you were saying at the end, table with the kids and bird like this is about being mindful and being in the present moment and appreciating where we are now and um if I can help people with what I've learned um I hope I can I hope some somebody allows publishes this book darn it or um I have to do it myself to see what happens they will
0: will, we just have to let everything calm down for a minute But what's really amazing about apologizing or forgiving is that, you know, sometimes it's hard to see the other person. You only see your own experience or pain or hurt or whatever is going on, which is very real. But a lot of the times obviously not with some evil things. If someone has evilly perpetrated something upon you, that's a different thing. But if someone has hurt you and not intentionally, sometimes it's hard to see that side for people. I think especially some of that happens in your family culture. You know, sometimes your family culture is, I do not apologize for everything. I mean, I have a friend whose husband has never apologized to her ever. Now, clearly, there's a point in time when every person has done something to another person in which they need to apologize. Right. But that is not his way of living. Um, and I think he's, he's really cheating himself of the experience of forgiveness or asking for forgiveness because it really does free your heart to ask for forgiveness or to apologize really sets you free when you can say, "Wow, I made a mistake, and I apologize. I I sincerely did not mean to make that mistake, or or I did mean to make that mistake, and I see now that was really bad, and I'm so sorry that I hurt you." Um, apologizing, I think, is almost as powerful as saying thank you,
1: <laughs> right?
0: And it's not easy for everybody. My little my little girl that has a hard time writing thank you notes has a hard time constructing an apology. She she'll say I'm sorry, but but you know it's not right. It's not
1: the intention is um, not behind it. That's right. 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 have a
0: really hard time yeah. understanding the need to to really be apologetic, not to just apologize, but to be
1: apologetic. Um, So, you know, if, so like, if you're forcing someone to apologize, then they're going to answer it like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm dealing with it myself here with my own two children (laughs) and you know um, I think sometimes if, if you give, them a little bit of space. Like I notice that if I come back, cause I'm already crazy out of my mind, upset about whatever it is. Like, how do you talk to your sister like that? That's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, I notice if I, if I come back and disengage for a little bit, give, you know, give it some energetic space. And I say, you know, this is why you shouldn't do that. Or, you know, I know she said this and it wasn't right. But I really want you to understand that if you don't say you're sorry, you're going to create a a wedge and a divide. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to see it as a child, but, you know, once you're 50, it's like you look at things differently. You know, you have this wealth of experience. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not there yet, but I'm just, I'm asking for a friend, (laughs) asking for a friend. But yeah, like, um... I'll send you the, if you want to look at some of the things that I I put down, like, it's um, very difficult, I think, to find forgiveness if you've had a traumatizing event in a family um, arena, right? And the, like, here we are, it's the holidays, right? And you're not talking to certain members of your family. I mean, this isn't, just isn't about you know, me or you or whoever, but it's just like in general. It it happens that every family, you know, somewhere in the world isn't talking to some family member because of some stupid thing that happened. And sometimes it's a misunderstanding. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the research that, that I did on this, you know, you can find forgiveness for somebody, but it doesn't mean you have to continue to have them in your life. Right. You can find, because the longer that you keep this heavy energy. Oh, I hate them. Me too. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. yeah, yeah. I it's like, It makes you sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes your blood pressure go up. It makes, it makes you feel not good. It makes you feel funky. But yeah. if you feel like, you know what, I forgive you. I'm not going to allow you to control me anymore. You know, um, if you want to talk about me and, and, you know, trash me to the family and, and to my friends, that's your choice but I can't allow it to consume me anymore. Right. right. So it's like, it's almost like, like when you're in therapy, it's like, oh, I'll, oh, I get it. Like, this is like a switch that, mm-hmm. that turns. Mm-hmm. So again, like this all goes to teaching our children how to be mindful. Right. Right. So what you're, and I keep bringing it back to you because that conversation at the table, hey, how do you feel? Right. Hey, like oh I don't I don't know I never thought about how I felt today. Um, you know, nobody asks me that. Liam, will you call me from now on to Kelly? How was your day? <laughs> I would like that. What was
0: your but, favorite part of your day? What was yeah, your favorite part of your day? Yeah, it's important. It is important, but you know what about? I think people, some people don't understand, is there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. Right. right? You can forgive someone and never forget. Because if you forget how they treat you, then you allow them to treat you that way again. Right. You still forgive them. I have, you know, I don't know how much you know about my relationship with my mom, but I have totally forgiven my mom for all our difficult times. And I've forgiven myself for my role in our difficult times. But I, I, we, we don't have a relationship because I can't forget them. And a lot of the stuff that happened with our relationship is so very unhealthy that I can't have that for my children. Right. And I can't have their mother have that for them. So I can't forget all my experiences, but I really don't have any anger toward her. I really am grateful for the things I've learned from having her as a mom. And, you know, some of it I could have passed on, but uh, I'm going to try and realize I've, I've always tried, uh, well, not always, but when I got to a certain age, I started realizing how valuable the lessons were that were under the things that happened and how that made me the person I am. Some, most for good, some of it, not so good, but something that's a work in progress. Every person is till the day you die. So, um, not, not forgetting is, I think, very different than forgiving. You can forgive and still, like you say, say, you can't treat me this way anymore because right. the forgiveness is the freedom for you. Uh, there's a great quote by Mel- Nelson Mandela who says something like this. I'm going to screw it up so bad, but it's something like this. Resentment is like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way, you the
1: chills, but it's, but it's, it's the absolute truth. I mean, you look at, you know, apartheid and how, um, in South Africa, they had to face the people that victimized them and, you know, they had to ha- find peace in order to, to move forward. And, you know, um, you are the change in the world, right? You know, you are the person that that, that makes a difference. And if you hadn't had all those experiences, Leanne, what kind of woman would you be today? I mean, you're fierce, you're strong because of those things, you know, I I wouldn't have any regrets and say, Oh, I shouldn't, whatever my part, you were responding to a difficult situation because you know, it didn't feel good. Right. Yes. That's very true. Yeah. I, I don't think it's fair to have any kind of judgment on, on anybody, especially yourself, because you responded in, in a way that, um, you know, the world thinks you shouldn't have done. Right. I just don't. I right. mean, it's none of anyone's business and, you know, it made you the woman that you are and, you yes. know, and all those cracks were filled with gold. Right. Yes. And too bad if no one else can understand that I, i'm not available for anyone's judgment personally like that's how i feel
0: no I, yeah. I i sleep very well at night yeah don't <laughs>
1: no right. worry. right and you know um i think that you're an amazing mom
0: no i do
1: i think you're an amazing mom and i'm i feel very lucky to know you
0: well same to you i was so funny today um Every time I have a podcast, the girls always say, Who are you podcasting with? I call I, in my house, I call you Downtown Kelly Brown.
1: I don't oh know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
0: and I go, so Downtown Kelly Brown. And I lit up and she went, I love Downtown Kelly Brown. <laughs> Aw, that makes me
1: happy. Aww. I said, Yeah, Yay. she's the best.
0: She's so fun. She's easy to talk to. She Aww. wrote this great book. I was telling her all about what we we're going to talk about today. Aw. Georgia and your daughter are friends. So I thought yes. it was really cool that Isla has such a positive, I mean her whole face lit up. I love downtown Kelly <laughs> Brown.
1: That's so sweet. I hope Georgia feels that way about me too, because I love Georgia.
0: Oh, she taught when when you guys saw each other, she talked about you all the time. Oh, well, I think she she just loves you and she loves Ava. They have such a funny, goofy relationship, those two. Yeah, they do. And yeah.
1: She- I, Georgia's one of her favorites, I must say. Definitely
0: yes. true. Definitely They're true. They've got so a weird. lot of
1: magic about them.
0: They do. They they have yes. a lot of play. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. play I think is one of the most important things in life is to find play. Halston and I, my, Halston and I were talking about this yesterday. Actually, how uh, my podcast feels like play. So, I'm having a play date with downtown Kelly Brown.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I wasn't sure if we were starting or what was happening. Until, <laughs> oh, my goodness, so crazy.
0: No, you know, my podcast is about hanging out with my friends and learning something and sharing the people that I care about and that I think are magnificent with anybody uh-huh. who wants to listen because you are very special. You are a very uh-huh. special person. Thank the you. Thing that you've accomplished in your life and the way that you move through the world is beautiful and so oh, fun to be around and positive thank you positive and happy and light-filled and, and just awesome.
1: So thank you so much. That's yeah. so sweet. I don't feel like that every day. So I feel like a, a warrior on some days. <laughs> I feel like people are nervous when they see me coming. It's like, well, so much you- that's happened. So.
0: You are also fierce. So Thank people you. probably when they see you coming goes, here comes that fierce lady, because that's what <laughs> happens for me. People some some people I see take a sharp left when oh. I'm headed their way. <laughs> like,
1: so funny.
0: Too intense, maybe too intense for you.
1: That's so funny. Now when's your book coming out, Leanne?
0: Well, you know, funny you asked that, Kelly. I don't think I've talked to you about this, but,
1: oh, but I'm two hearing people, the book.
0: Two people in the same week told me I should take a writing class, right? The second person told me that after I had told her the story about how Bert and I met, and she was like, you need to take a writing class. There's this class called, um, nonfiction narrative with UCLA Mm -hmm. extension. Yeah. And I was like, you know, two people in the same week told me about this exact class and God's talking to me. So I I signed up. Oh my God. That's great. Tonight is my last class. Oh my God. And, um, that's have, amazing. Can I tell you something? It was um, it was life changing.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: sincerely, because you know I don't have a college degree. I went to college four years, but life disassembled for me in the middle of college, and trauma happened, and I left. I couldn't. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I never went back, and never graduated. Which I'm actually. I, I think a part of me where writing is concerned i wrote screenplays for so long and screenplay writing is super easy it's like it's like play it's like seeing two people act something out back and forth right. and that's super easy to put on paper but writing a book and i tell these stories about my childhood and people would go i've never heard anything like this in my life you have to write a book about your childhood yeah. and i started thinking i don't even know how to start writing a memoir i have no idea how to do that so i just took this class in the class each week was to write a 750 word essay about something real that happened in your life. So I just started writing these stories that I've been telling people about my life. Some of them, 750 words are not really enough, but that's okay. They didn't need to be a complete story. And, um, a couple last week we were supposed to write about um our future plans for you no know, now that we've gone through the class what are you going to do with what you've learned and i wrote this piece i didn't really i wrote this piece about the validation i got from this class because every week i would read my piece and people would go that's the craziest story i've ever heard i mean like You know, we lived in a log cabin in the woods that had one fireplace, no heat. I had a snake that lived in the bathroom, which we liked because it ate the rats in the house. So we had no rats because we had a snake that lived in our bathroom. And, you know, I, I don't know. I have all these crazy stories about growing up. And last week, I wrote this piece about how validating it was to have two college, two UCLA college professors say, you actually really know what you're doing. And you have really good stories. And the teacher said, "Um, I think you should read this book. This woman just wrote a memoir in essay form, and I think you should read it. And um, I think you should submit one of your stories to the moth because you're an excellent, excellent storyteller. And storytelling is a very different um, art form than writing. Right. And you are just a natural storyteller. And I think that you should submit one of your stories to be published. And I'll let you know where. And I was like, What? Yeah. Do you have to do it? Uh, well, I'm going to follow up with all of those things, but I'd said to Bert, I was like, now I understand my my memoir. It's not a memoir, it's a memoir in essay form because I can bang out stories in 750 a thousand words like that. Right. And then and then rewrite them and make them longer. But I feel very inspired. I did not miss an assignment. I turned in 750 words every week for 10 weeks in a row. And if I can do that, I can just keep doing that until I have 30 or 40 or however many stories. And so, yeah, I don't know when my book's coming out, but. That's crazy. I didn't,
1: you didn't say anything.
0: I know. I haven't. No.
1: Yeah. I I just heard it. I kept hearing you ask her about the book. (laughs) So, you know, um, I think that what's overwhelming is to think of, oh, a 300 page book. Yes. And and so like, when you asked me about the, the 101 ways book to to say, thank you. Um, I got up at 5. AM and I dated, I dated a famous screenwriter and he had had a traumatic incident. And what he did is he would get up at 5. AM and write three pages a day. Mm-hmm. And that way before everybody, he had to go to work, then he had made his goal. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did with the Red Book is I just wrote three pages a day until right. I finished because I had a baby. And I went back to school at 33 or 34. Wow. So, you, so I had to leave school for a traumatic um, event as well. Mm-hmm. And I did go back. So, you know, don't be overwhelmed by going back to school because you can go to community college online. And you can just—you just took UCLA. I went to UCLA Extension too, and that gave me like the inspiration that I could do it, yeah. And not to be intimidated by it. So, if any woman listening to this thinks that she can't go back and and accomplish it, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, community college is like sixty-five dollars a class. Yeah. And there, it, you can if you don't have the money, like you can apply for a grant. Yeah. You can make it happen. You can take one class at a time. Yes, you can. So. It, Yeah. And so look at Leanne with you, like writing these little essays, you know, you've already started writing the book because what you're, you're just piecing, you're piecing the um, pieces together. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I can almost see you writing it like as if you were standing in the room and being a child and, you know, describing the whole Um, the whole thing, and then almost looking back and thinking to yourself, like, I wish I had known this, or I wish I had known that, and how it changed me and defined me, and the lessons learned along the way, Mm -hmm. because having the foresight now of saying, hey, my mom, maybe there was, maybe my mom was unstable, maybe my mom, you know, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you're a good parent, you know, just because... There's lots of people that are messed up and they have a child. They don't know. Your baby doesn't come with directions. Last time I checked. But this is an opportunity for you to, you know, shed light on what you wish you had known. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll help other people. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Because you're I so
0: yeah. i, I yeah. I just, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'd only thought about the entertainment of the stories, but I could actually, you know, as as interesting yesterday, I podcasted with another mom who was raised by her dad. Her mom passed away when she was seven and um, I wasn't raised by my dad, but I sort of was. I spent so much. I spent all three months in the summer with him until I was 13 and then I lived with him from 13 on And, and I spent my whole winter break. Like anytime I was out of school, I was with my dad. So I feel like I was raised by him and it does change. It changes you. I think when you are single parent, opposite sex, it, it, ha- it has to change you because it's just a different mindset, different way of moving through the world. So I hadn't really thought about that with my stories, but definitely some of these stories um, are who I am are the reason I am who I am for sure. And I haven't even written, I haven't written about my mom yet. My mom, the stuff about my mom is just too long. It's way, way more than 750 words. I'm trying to figure out how to piece it into smaller stories. But um, I've done that some with my dad in in this writing class. I've, I have all these great stories with my dad, but my mom, I think is too hard. So
1: well, I- it's not that it's too hard. It's that you're not ready to to face it yet. You're right. not ready to walk back through through those moments and walk the line and 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 relive it as as you were standing there because maybe some of those moments are painful. But yeah. when you do, it's a very cathartic thing to do because that's when healing comes in, right? And you know, my mom had a traumatic um, life experience as well, and she was under heavy. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but heavy. Morphine, and it was two o'clock in the morning, and they started asking her questions, and she answered them. And I was in shock. I was in shock. It's really? Because it's like to carry suffering your whole life and be, you know, not feel good about it. Like um, you have you have the opportunity now to shed light on things that that hurt you deeply. Mm -hmm. and to find that healing and in turn the people that read your words will will be challenged to do the same
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so it's just you're starting the conversation of of hey you know this happened to me and it's okay like I survived it Mm -hmm. I'm a better person probably than somebody who didn't but it doesn't make it okay but it happened yeah right and um you know after that I aggressively started talking to my mom because she was dying now, right? And I would say, I love you, mom. Like, I am so sorry, but did you think that we wouldn't love you? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of changed her whole demeanor. And she was kind of free because she wasn't carrying all these, like, like things that she thought she should be embarrassed about things that she didn't do things that she didn't cause. Right. You know? Yeah. Indeed. So, um, it is important when you're ready right. to go back and like, don't be chatt- Don't be overwhelmed by the 750 word mark. Just write a page. No,
0: 750 words. <laughs> I can bang that out. I, that is easy for me. I'm not I'm not intimidated by that. That's my that's my point when I started rolling in this class I was like, "Oh, this is nothing. 750 words is nothing. I can bang. You them. have so much to say. Yeah. I have so much to say. <laughs> I am a big well, talker. <laughs> but
1: like you know, it's like it's it's important. So, um you know as you get there it's it's uh you'll just take it one minute at a time no pressure you know but mm-hmm. i i I'll, i will bet that you feel um a shift in yourself when you start putting what you're carrying on paper mm-hmm. and letting it go and i'll bet that there's a thousand women that are listening that have had the same experience there's another book um I don't know if I have it here next to me, but it's called uh, The Artist's Way.
0: Yeah, I know The Artist's Way.
1: Yeah, and I think we've talked about it. I think so. And, and, you know, if you're able to, like writing is so healing and, you know, the first chapter, people can Google it. It's in PDF form. It's called The Morning Pages. And if you just write three pages a day, just dump whatever's bothering you. And you have, even if you can't talk to your husband or your children or whoever, your girlfriends, um, you just, whatever it is, dump it on three pages, put it in the shredder, put it in the trash, burn it in a fire. Right. Just get it out of your body. Yep. And start talking.
0: Yeah. I did that a lot when I was in my 20s. I've been in therapy for a long time. And the first time I was in therapy, I was in my 20s, 23, 4, 5. And, um, Yeah. I wrote letter after letter after letter to my mom and just burned them. Right. I needed it out of my body. Um, and no one's going to see it, but it's some, it's like magic when you do that because it really does get out of your body. Um, and you know, some, when you have difficult times or even really traumatic times, I, at least for me, they don't go away forever, but when you write that out, it goes away for a while. And then something in life will happen that will plummet you back into that place. But then you write about it again, or you talk about it in therapy, and then it goes away for a while. I think it's very um, misleading for anyone to think, especially trauma, that trauma goes away forever. Because my experience has been, it, it does not. But as you get older, you learn how to manage it faster, how to um, soothe yourself and help yourself process it through faster so that it's less intense and less affecting for your life. Um, But it never really goes away. And part of me at this age, I am 50, Kelly. I know, asking for a friend. I am 50, (laughs) But at 50, I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, not that anyone wants to have those heavy bags, but that the heavy bags um, is something to be proud of in a certain way, is something to be, to fully embrace and say, this is part of my whole self and I love all of it. And no, I would rather have not had that happen to me. Right. But it did, and for whatever reason, whatever God had intended for me to learn from this, it's mine, and I and I I own it. Um, not that it attaches to me negatively, but that it's that it's mine. It makes me. I was I was talking to Halston about this yesterday too. That as I get older, I get more impressed with myself, not from an ego place, but from okay. a place of like,
1: huh. I did
0: that. Right. Good job. That was a good right. job. I never would have thought I'd been able to do that. And all of a sudden, look what I'm carrying and look what I'm doing. And
1: right. I'm impressed. You're not letting it cripple you. No. And it, so Ava and I went through trauma therapy. Um, Ava was thrown from a horse and broke her neck. And so it was like.
0: You can't even a, imagine. a
1: nightmare. And that's another, that's another show. <laughs> but. Um, we had to learn and I had to learn as a parent hadn't look at, I was traumatized going through it. Of course. So I had to then figure out how to manage her. And, you know, there is not enough mindfulness education for and mental health awareness for our children. There's just not. And as you're saying, like it's, it's true, you know, even though the event is no longer happening, something will trigger it. It's like a piece of glass. that just triggers it. And you're right back there in that moment and you can't breathe. And it's devastating. But when you get that set of tools, like having a thank you note box, like what's in your treasure box, your mindful box? Well, what what makes me feel better? What makes me feel like I'm in this moment? And you know, it's is my it, Bible, my right, Bible. Bible. Is it petting your beautiful dog? Mm-hmm. Is it is it having a cup of tea or a piece of chocolate or just touching a tree and saying this isn't happening right now because I'm here by this beautiful walnut tree and I'm okay and I'm and your breath mm-hmm. breathing, taking deep breaths and calming yourself down It's amazing how powerful our mind is and how it can just you know throw us into another time and place. yep, it is amazing. Um, yeah, it's really yeah. crazy. It's really, really crazy. Well, I can't wait to read your book.
0: Well, someday, someday. I, I've, I've, what I wrote in my piece in my class is I'm committing to writing 750 words a week just for me now. <laughs> class is over after tonight, and I'm so busy with the house and everything else that's going on. I'm not going to sign up again in January for the class again. I might do it in the spring if I feel like I want to. But in the meantime, every single week, I got a routine. You know, the class was on Wednesday night. Thursday, I listened to my homework. And Friday, I wrote 750 words. And Sunday, I reread, rewrote them, and it was done. So I'm going to do the same. I'm going to write on yeah. Friday, reread them Sunday. Write on Friday, reread them Sunday, and just get a good, strong, solid first draft.
1: Yeah, that's great. How many pages is 750 words?
0: I think it's. It's not quite two.
1: Okay. So that's doable.
0: Yeah, totally doable. I mean, I've been doing it for 10 weeks. I'm like, okay, if I can do this for 10 weeks, I can do it forever. So no, no reason for this not to happen. So someday soon. But your book, I think, is an amazing Christmas gift also. Thank you. That's what a great Christmas gift. So I'm going to put a link to both books on my hey. website, wifeotp.com. Yes. And I'll put some swipe ups on my Instagram. Hey. And, um, Yeah. buy for Christmas. I may buy some for Christmas gifts.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I so appreciate it. That would be amazing. I can even give you some to give away. Do you do that?
0: No, I'm going to buy your book. I'm going to support okay. you as an author. I'd need to <laughs> buy them. me okay. any books if okay. this is someone who can who who needs them and maybe can't afford to buy them. I will buy
1: them. Aww, that's so sweet. I so appreciate it. I would love to get this book out there more because it can I think affect children and teens and help them in ways that yeah.
0: Oh, maybe- I think it's amazing. It's brilliant, brilliant idea. The 101 Ways to say thank you for an adult is, uh, what a great resource. But for yeah. kids, it's like almost invaluable. That's a great thing. I'm giving both my kids one for their Christmas gift.
1: <laughs> well, I'll give it to them. I'll sign it and, and I'll give it to, to you.
0: Uh, okay. That's how that's. So ad-
1: appreciate it.
0: <laughs> thank you for coming on today.
1: Oh my thank God. You. Thank you for having me. Like, what can I send you besides the books? I love it.
0: Nothing. You just gave me the gift. You were my guest. Uh, I love it. I love our conversation. I always love talking to you, Kelly.
1: Always. Oh, I love talking to you too. I
0: know. So hopefully next time in person.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I send you big hugs. Tell I Ava send you big
1: hugs and tell uh, yeah. Tell the girls too.
0: Same. Same. Okay. All well, right. Till next time. Thank
1: you, for the party. I think that we should give together.